There are never-ending debates and discourses all over the internet from every practitioner out there about what the best treatment is. Often these debates get rather heated and eventually lead to hurling insults back and forth at each other with no clear winner of what is actually the best treatment available. Many of these debates are full of biases, lots of feelings and emotions, but no real focus on the reality of what is going on. Remember that facts never care about your feelings. In this episode, I dive in deep about the criteria of what actually makes for the best treatment with real and objective data to allow you to properly judge if you are in fact providing the best treatment possible for your clients. I hope you enjoy the show, even if you get triggered by me challenging your belief systems in what you do. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Soft Tissue Revolution podcast, where we teach self-employed massage therapists a new treatment system that focuses on working smarter, not harder, allowing them to cut their treatment times by 50% so they can stay healthy and help more people get out of pain. Dr. Matt Maggio here. Thank you so much for stopping by and checking out the show. Let's jump right into it. To successfully solve an injury, we must follow an order of operations, no exceptions, and also being able to determine what is the best treatment modality out there to solve and fix an injury. So over the years, you know, especially on the inner interwebs, uh, that's me being old, um, there's lots of debate going back and forth between massage therapists, physical therapists, chiropractors, personal trainers, nutritionists, across the board, about what is the best treatment, who has the best tools in their tool belt, and they argue about research and all sorts of stuff. And basically what happens is it starts off as some arguments and then eventually you just hurl insults at each other about which treatment is superior. It usually ends with you telling them to fuck off or them telling you to fuck off, and then they usually say they feel bad for your clients or patients, you say it vice versa. You don't really get anything out of arguing on the internet, uh, I used to do this a lot back in the day when I was fiery and and just raring to go. Stop doing that because you can't really argue with people that have a lot of um, built-in biases. So a quick note on biases. I talk about this all the time. My most favorite book of all time is The Laws of Human Nature by Robert Greene. And the first chapter is The Law of Irrationality. And they talk about the different types of human biases that we have. Number one is confirmation bias. Basically with confirmation biases, we want to look at a lot of material that just suits what we feel, what we live in, what we want to do, um, our paradigm. And we get a lot of information and we consume a lot of material that fits what we feel you know we tend to like form these tribes and these groups and it's like an echo chamber and we facilitate each other with our needs and our basis and we think that that's the only way to be that's a confirmation bias and we really only want to look through data through a particular lens that meets what we feel where we are our values our beliefs everything across the board the other one is what's called conviction bias Basically, the idea behind conviction bias is that I don't care if I see any other data. I believe so 
wholeheartedly that what I'm doing is superior. It's the best thing across there. I always say, I see this a lot with people like with religion or politics. They think their way is the only way and they don't wanna hear any conflicting views across there and they take it as a personal attack. They usually call you an asshole, not a true believer, tell you to fuck off, all of that stuff. So it's built into our DNA as humans to have these two types of biases. And this comes in a lot with what we do in our business and our practice and how we apply a technique or treatment. So what is the, I guess the true definition of what treatment is? Um, and I'm gonna say this in regards to musculoskeletal injuries. Basically what I d define it as is, is a permanent reduction of one of the seven pathologies um, in the body. I cover this a lot in my free training, the seven problems you can have in the body. It's gonna be a bone problem, a cartilage problem, a disc problem, a ligament problem, a nerve problem, a soft tissue problem, and a tendon problem. And those are the seven things that we can directly influence or treat doing treatment for musculoskeletal injuries. There's nothing else in there. So the next thing is, what's the criteria for treatment. This is given by the FDA. Whenever they approve a drug or some type of surgery or some type of treatment, it must meet three criteria. Number one, it must be safe. Number two, it must be effective. And number three, it must be durable. So asking, is the, is the treatment safe? Is it causing a lot of damage? Can it poison the person? Can it have things going wrong there? Effective, does it actually work? You know, this can be a really... I guess Pandora's box of so many things because yeah, it can temporarily help you feel better, but it's actually fixing anything. Now the real key is the durability component. Durability means is it going to be a long lasting effect to reduce those pathologies? So most musculoskeletal based treatments, they're pretty safe. Um, you know, there's some people that beat the shit out of the with an instrument and cause all this bruising. Those people, I, I don't know what the fuck's going on with that. Effective. Yeah, there's a lot of things you can do to temporarily feel better in the short term, but is it actually improving the function overall? The big key is the durable. You know, what we want to see is that it's long lasting, more than just a day or two where they feel better. Is the tissue functioning better? Are they moving better? Are there functional based treatment? So the treatment that is the best is the one that does exactly what I said above. Is it reducing some of those pathologies? Bone, cartilage, disc, ligament, nerve, soft tissue, tendon. Is it safe, effective, and durable? So put whatever you're doing in your treatment tool belt through that criteria and understand if it's not doing that, then it's not the best treatment. So now you have some tools and some real factual data about what's going on instead of being like, well, this is the best or this is the best. Like no one gives a fuck. Like at the end of the day, live in the real world. As I said in the intro, facts don't give a fuck about your feelings. So use this criteria from where you are and take yourself through that real, um, just go through it and understand, am I actually doing treatment or am I just doing some shit that actually makes them feel a little bit better but isn't doing much of anything? Because why do that if you actually want to help and fix people for good. Um, so now that you know, or you, you, you think you know, you have your best treatment. You have to use it in the correct order or it will not work. So there's an order of operations to fixing any musculoskeletal injury and they must be followed in order. You know, you have to lay the foundation. Think of, the, think of an injury 
where somebody comes in and I'm speaking specifically to injury practitioners. I don't give a fuck if you want to do relaxation and stuff like that. I don't care about that or recovery. I'm all about therapeutic and fixing problems. So that's who I'm talking to on this. Um, Think of an injury as like a bad house. You have to tear it down. You have to repair the tissue. Then you have to heal it. And then you have to strengthen it. So if you have a bad house, you got to tear it down, lay the foundation, then put the siding on, then put the roof on. Um, A lot of treatments try to put the siding and roof on before they ever lay down the foundation. So order of operations, number one, we must restore range of motion. Range of motion is limited in any type of injury, be it an acute injury or a chronic injury. I don't really like dealing with acute injuries in my own clinic because there's so many other factors going on there. I kind of want the body to have its inflammatory response and and heal that tissue up before it gets bad. I really like to deal with more of the chronic injuries, people that have been dealing with it for like at least six months, seen multiple providers. This is like my sweet spot from where I am. Um, So restoring range of motion, this is done by helping to repair the tissue and then allow it to heal. The best modality for that starts with using your hands. Remember, you're a manual practitioner. And doing that, you can get proper depth, then tension on the dysfunctional tissue, and then have it go through a full range of motion. And secondarily, you can accomplish this in some areas of the body um, using some form of an instrument, but majority of what I treat in my practice is using my hands and then secondarily with some type of instrument. So you might be saying to me, you're like, we're going back to that pathology and you said bone, cartilage, disc, and tendon. How are we actually treating that? You're not actually treating it directly. You're treating all the soft tissue dysfunction around the area because basically soft tissue structures get damaged in the injury process and they can be treated successfully with manual therapy though the areas where i end up treating what happens is over time those muscles develop scar tissue scar tissues like glue makes the muscles weaker less flexible um, causes pain and weakness and decrease uh, range of motion Um, i tend to see a lot of soft tissue dysfunctions in the ligaments um, in and around nerves creating what's called a nerve entrapment, and then in the soft tissue, in the muscles and the fascia. And you can actually do some instrument work directly on the tendon as well. So this is where we're really important as soft tissue practitioners. Uh, I always say we're the most important. We're also the first people that need to get in there because we have to get that tissue healthy. We have to repair it to allow it to heal. And then the next step is we need to balance strength. So having a buildup of scar tissue Uh, First, it limits flexibility, then it causes weakness. Once we get that range of motion back, you know, with proper depth and proper tension and having them go through a full range of motion, that's what breaks down that scar tissue. Then we must strengthen and isolate the weakness um, with focused corrective movements to build strength. Because Because if you have full range of motion and you have no strength, this actually leaves you very susceptible to getting injured again. So first, like I said, We have to restore the range of motion. We have to repair the tissue, then allow the tissue to heal. Then we can get to strengthen it. Number three in the order of operations is we just need to increase overall strength. Uh, That's going to be like more global motions to the area and getting everything to work together, you know, like more compound movements. Um, Do a lot of that with the shoulder, you know, like overhead carries, farmer's carries, lunges, more squats, like things like that, getting everything to kind of work in unison. We have to fix that area of dysfunction first, then think more globally. So we start locally and then go more 
global. So you got to restore the range of motion. Then you got to balance the strength. Then you increase the overall strength. And we're in a really good spot. Now, number four, we need to reset the neurological deficit. Um, and this is only when it's actually needed. So I'm going to go into a little mini rant about why neuro-based neuro treatments don't actually work and are really dangerous. I covered this in depth on a podcast a couple of years ago. I got a lot of like good response and a lot of bad response where people told me to fuck off and that I challenged their paradigms. That's where those conviction and confirmation biases come in. Let me get a sip of water before I unload on why I think neurological-based treatments are complete nonsense and bullshit. All right, neuro-based treatments. So this idea that the brain just stop working. Like one day it's like, oh, I'm just not gonna, I'm not gonna fire the glute. I'm gonna inhibit this area, you know, lower cross syndrome, upper cross syndrome, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. The brain is really complex and it doesn't just one day decide that it's just not gonna have a muscle fire. It's not firing for a reason because there is a problem further out that's causing an issue in there. You know, the creator of the function, uh, the neurological based movement, Vladimir Yanda, himself said in his own research and own data, and a lot of neurological practitioners like to completely ignore this, it's a very inconvenient truth. He said, you must fix the peripheral dysfunction first before ever trying to recalibrate brain functioning. What he's talking about in the peripheral dysfunction, that's the soft tissue problem you should be fixing. It could be in the muscle, it could be in the fascia, it could be in the nerve, it could be in the ligament, and it could be on the tendon. When that area doesn't function correctly, what happens is the brain wants to unload that area and it engages in what's called protective tension. So your glute isn't firing a lot of times because you got some fucked up shit in your back. You might have some damage to the disc. You got some scar tissue around the area. The sciatic nerve might be compromised. So this idea is like, we just got to get it firing. It's like, no, why the fuck isn't it firing? It's not firing because there's damage to the tissue. You got to fix the tissue damage first with your hands. You're a manual practitioner. So why... Do people feel better when they do neurological-based treatment? I think it's a really big trick and it's a dangerous trick. So I'm gonna get a little fancy here on the podcast. So in your body, in your spinal cord, you have this track. It's called your lateral spinal thalamic track. And basically what travels up there is two types of sensations. One is vibration and movement, and the other is um, pain and nociception of what's going on. So this really shows a good example. Like say you jam your thumb in the door. The first thing you do is you start to shake it out. When you shake it out, what it does is it gets those mechanoreceptors really crazy and they start firing and it blocks some of that pain. Didn't fix anything, but it allowed that pain to get limited for a short amount of time. This is what neurological-based treatments do. What they're doing is they're temporarily allowing this window where things feel better because they stimulated the nervous system, but they didn't fix anything. And I always say any treatment that only addresses symptoms, but not function is dangerous and exposes the clients to potentially dangerous loads. Those muscles are tightening up for a reason because there's a problem. So say you unload and you get the glutes to fire, but those glutes were tightening up to protect the low back because there's a really bad disc. That client feels good for the day. And they're like, you know what? I'm going to go and max out my deadlifts and, you know, feel so fucking good, I'm gonna go do it. And all they did was expose that tissue and they're even bigger, 
in a bigger, worse spot than they were when they started. And it's, it's just garbage and it's bullshit. And those treatments don't do anything. They're not even treatment. Your own creator himself said, you got to fix the peripheral dysfunction. That's where soft tissue practitioners come in. So in all honesty, I'd skip this step altogether, you know, in some situations where there's like a traumatic brain injury or I don't know, they got like cerebral palsy or something like that. Neurological treatments can help. I tend not to play in that area because there's so many different uh, factors and things going on there. So you can skip this step altogether. And honestly, if you're doing it first, you know, I see a lot of neuro people are like, we just got to reset the nervous system. You're not doing treatment. And if that upsets you, I'm sorry that facts don't really give a shit about your feelings because you're not doing any treatment. You're just doing a fancy trick and then they got to come back and do it all over again. And here you are thinking you're doing something fucking amazing and all you're doing is fucking shit up. Yeah, there we go. So in your own practice as a soft tissue practitioner, you can easily do the first two steps in your own practice. Uh, then I, I really recommend forming a relationship with like a personal trainer or a physical therapist to get the other part, you know, that increasing overall strength because your need kind of needs to be more focused on doing the important work of getting the tissue healthy and really being the first in line. Think of this as like building a house. You don't have someone that lays the foundation, but also does the roofing and all that. Stick in your area where you are. Be the most important person because if it doesn't line up with you doing the work first, all that other stuff isn't going to work. So really focus on that and form a good relationship where someone can take them through all those more functional-based movements and things like that once you get it in a really good spot. So I think that's all I got. I kind of rambled on a little bit here, but I get so tired of people arguing over stupid shit that doesn't matter. And they're like, where's your research? And where's your research? And I'm like, the fuck are you people doing? You're like sitting here arguing on the internet. Obviously, nobody's fixing the client or helping them. And we wonder why the fuck we're in a pain pill epidemic because people are getting shitty care and people aren't following the order of operations. Follow the order of operations. Treatment is important and it has to follow and follow those right steps. And you as a soft tissue practitioner, the reason I created this whole movement, the soft tissue revolution is because we have to clean up the front end of conservative care. We have to get quality hands-on soft tissue treatment first and get the tissue healthy so we can repair it and heal it. If we don't do that, all that shit isn't going to work. And then we wonder why the fuck people end up in surgery, pain pills, and injections that only make things worse. And chiropractors aren't doing any of this. I've talked about this before. It's complete bullshit. Physical therapists want to start with exercises and stretches. Uh, instead of waiting their turn where they come in, we can all work together in that portion except with the chiropractor so that's all i got so if you like the show share it if it resonated with you and you like what i said or you just get a different perspective on things maybe even give it a review and share it with other people go grab our free training uh, where we go through a lot of critical thinking advanced palpation results driven treatment all that kind of stuff i honestly feel that the free training program is better than most paid courses out there. And I put a lot of information out there because I just want more people to get this care. I don't have any like extra incentives to try to like make more money and do that. I just want you to be really good at what you do and help more people because at the end of the day, they just need the better care. And if you go through the free training, you like what you see, then yeah, come take one of our CEU courses. They're available online and in person and you can become the best of the best and get so damn good that people can't ignore you. Appreciate you guys listening to the show and I'll see you on the next one. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you want help on the path to being able to double your income all while working 50% less and being taken seriously as a healthcare provider, I have some great resources for you. Number one, get access to our free training modules and introduction to my system, The Peak Method. Number two, subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Soft Tissue Revolution. Links to all of this can be found in the show notes. Lastly, if you like the show, please leave us a five-star review and share it with others that you know it could help.